0: So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome back to the Radiant Podcast. And this week, we have my friend, Stephanie Gass, joining us. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. You're in for a treat. Hey, Stephanie. Hi, Kelsey. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to have you on. I was just, you know, telling you before we recorded that I think I'm going to have a lot to learn for your story. And I think our listeners are really going to love getting to know you. So I would love for you to introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, and the journey
1: you've been on to get here. Well, of course, I'm excited to be here. Hi, everybody. So, you know, like Kelsey said, I'm Stephanie Gass. And I'm, first and foremost, a child of God. I am a mama. I have a five-and-a-half-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. Two they both just started school on me today and yesterday. So it was like, this week like was, was it. Yeah. Like, and then there's one, you know, um, little preschool and kinder baby. And then i married. We live outside of Albuquerque in Harris, New Mexico. And now I am a Christian entrepreneur. And what I do is I help I call them mompreneurs, so female entrepreneurs who are also mothers, uncover their god-led calling here on earth, create a platform to go out there and spread that mission, and the third component is how to monetize it. So that is what I do now, and it's amazing, and it's great, and I'm, I'm loving it because it's passive, and we can get into all of that fun stuff, but I didn't start there, okay? So let me take you guys back about seven years. And maybe eight years, I, you know, grew up and it was bred into me and and the lesson was you will go to school, it, you will be, you know, stability is key. That's what you want to go after, the 401k, all of those things. My dad grew up really poor. And so for them, him graduating college, he had a master's degree. That was like, oh, this is the American dream. You're going to do that. So didn't even think there was another option. Went to school like so many of you, I'm sure, got the master's degree in accounting and finance. And I set off into the world, just me, myself, and I, you know, because, gosh, and you don't have kids or a family, why not conquer corporate? Went out there, got um, this financial job in corporate by the age of 27. I was the youngest financial controller in this global company. You know, I'm jet-setting Germany and Spain. Got the BlackBerry attached to my hip. You guys remember those? <laughs> <laughs> Working in my little cube with you no know, windows from, like, six 30 in the morning to eight 30 at night. And it was great. And I loved it. I'm a three on the Enneagram. If you follow that girl, I am a seven. Woo! So we really,
0: we really jive.
1: You're so big picture and I bring you down and like, make you look at like all the tactical tangible, like, Oh wait, hold on. Like bring it in here, girlfriend. Yep. We really click really well. Most of my clients are seven. I oh, find that so interesting. Okay. So, anywho, that will help you understand me as I go through this story, right? So, I'm going, Ooh, achievement, achievement, right? Achievement through my 20s. And then I got engaged. And my husband, he, or, you know, fiance at the time, he's like, So, are you going to like keep doing that? You're just going to keep, or Are we going to keep doing this, this work thing? And he was, um, public accounting. So he was also working like extraordinary hours. Are we going to do the family thing? I'm like, gosh, you know, I've always thought I've had, I would have a family and I've always wanted to have kids. And so we decided we were going to have children. Wasn't really sure what that was going to look like as far as career was concerned, but then God stepped in as he so often does. And my company decided to close their doors here locally and Went out of business. Basically, wow. they shut down the plant. A
0: global yeah.
1: company. Yeah. Well, just the plant here. But and wow. so the global company was good, but they're like, well, you know, we're just going to shut that one down. And I'm like, okay, what else? Like, what am I going to do here? And interestingly, within the same like couple of months, my mom comes to me and she goes, hey, I'm going to join this network marketing company. Um, it's a skincare company. I didn't care about skincare. I probably had never washed my face before, Kelsey. I mean, truly, I'm like in the shower. That's as good as it got. And I'm like, "Uh, well, what is it? And she's like, I don't know. Here's this video thing, right? I'm watching this video and there's this chick on the pink flamingo, right? And she's making like a million dollars in her pink flamingo in the pool, like the floaty in the pool. That's what I'm talking about. Not like random pink flamingo, but in the pool, drinking her mimosa. Her kids are like playing perfectly in the background, traveling the world. I'm like, that looks good. Okay. Yeah. Is that really a thing? Like, and I was just like, okay. I didn't, I knew nothing about network marketing. I had no stigmas about it. Nobody was doing it where I was. This was six, this was six and a half years ago. And the wave had it come back. And so I'm like, I'm in. Okay. I am in. I had nothing else going on. Right. And my husband was like, take a year, see what you can do with it. God bless him. And, I'm like, oh, you want to see what I can do in a year, boo-boo? Like, watch me work, right? I'm <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Here we go. And I just set off, and my the only thing that I was focused on, and, you know, this was my late 20s, and so far, up until this point, it had been just me, and so success had always been this, now I realize it was this huge idol for me, and this huge thing of, This is where my validation, my worth comes from is recognition, success and money. So I went out there and I would do event after event and party after party and network and I would spam social media and I would, I was insane. I was insatiable and it worked. Okay. Quote unquote, it worked within two years. I reached the top 1% of that company, walk, walk the stage, had the $50,000 bonus check, My entire family is signed up. Every friend I've ever met is signed up, you know, and like no one else is really having success. I'm like, why is nobody else having success? And like I am. And because I was really drinking the Kool-Aid. I mean, I was mixing the (laughs) Kool-Aid. And um, anyway, so it's going great, going wonderfully. I'm feeling on top of the world. And then, you know, we have a child and. I find this huge struggle of, oh, wait a second. I think I'm actually a workaholic. And now I have a child and now I'm feeling so much anxiety over being a mom. But yet, oh, all I know myself as is is work. My entire identity is this network marketing company at the time. And so I just start to fall apart. And about four years into the journey with the network marketing company, here I am. I had gained 60 pounds. I was having a full blown anxiety attacks and the company had started to kind of crumble for me, not the company, but my organization had started to crumble because the new and best hot companies were coming out. They had the leggings with the pizza on it. They had the (laughs) lipstick, like all the new shiny object syndrome was really everywhere. And everyone's going, well, I want Stephanie's success. I'm going to go over there and get it right. I'm going to be first over there. Like she was here. So the team dispersed, I was working so hard just to maintain it because I thought everything I am is tied into this rank. Everything I am is tied into these $17,000 months, right? And then there was nothing else I could do to sustain it. And I think, and I know now, you know, interestingly, Kelsey and I were talking before we got on here that sometimes God will shake us or shake our situation in a way that feels like everything is falling apart for a reason because we are not stepping away to see what is so blatantly in front of us and what is not in alignment any longer. So here was the moment. Here it is. Dark moment in the 7 years that I've been an entrepreneur. I'm sure there are many more to come, but this was the one that was so defining for me. Sitting at the budget, sitting at the computer and we I'm doing the budget and we had elevated our lifestyle. You know, we I spent my 30th birthday in Vegas with a $1000 bottle at a pool party like this was, you know, we were living this lifestyle yeah. and look at the budget and realize we can't pay the bills. We don't have enough money in the bank account right now to pay the bills. So I walk out to my husband and I tell him that we can't pay the bills. And he says, what's in miles savings account, which was our two and a half year old son at the time. I'm like, um, you know, whatever it was, 25 grand uh, 2,500 bucks. And he said, well, we're going to have to use that. And that was the moment. And, and I remember just walking in the mirror, black mascara tears streaming down my face, looking at myself, not recognizing the woman that was looking at me in the mirror. I'm looking at her like, who are you? What was that for? What was the 60 and 70 hour weeks and taking phone calls, you know, when your baby's sleeping on your chest, but yet you're going to take a phone call, you know, at 10 at night. You're taking phone calls on vacation.
2: Yeah. You know, you're doing all
1: of, like, why did you do that? Because look where you are now. And just all of it, all of it came crashing down around me. And I just sat there like, I didn't know, you know, what to do with those emotions. It was like the first time in my life I ever felt like I failed at something. And that was reckoning for me. Like, I'm a three. I don't fail. What is everyone going to think of me I thought about that. I thought about the biggest thing I think that was the hardest in that moment, Kelsey, was the identity crisis. Yeah. Tell me about it. (laughs) You know, you're going, you know, we've talked about this, like you're kind of going through something similar. And anyway, for a couple months, here's what I did, you guys. I sat down and I watched me too much Netflix and I ate the Doritos and I hung out with my baby and I had a, um, just had a newborn as well. So I had, you know, this two tiny children and I'm not sure what the heck I'm going to do. Where's the money coming from? So at first, I wallowed in my pity for a while. Wasn't sure what was going on, what I was going to do. Then I started to panic. So I went through like this cycle of emotion. Ooh, I can like, you know, teach kids English that live in China at 2 a.m. Oh a. M. my gosh, we're the same person, VIP kid. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Wait for this one. Wait, no, I'll have a merch store on Amazon and do t-shirts. Have you done that one yet? Oh my gosh. Then I'm like, so what? Okay. I'm going to get back into the job market. And here I am with a newborn. I mean, literally one month old when all of this is going on. And I'm, and my husband's like, I really don't think you're going to get back in the job market right now. Like, let's just take a breather. Like, Everything's going to be fine. If we need to borrow money, we'll borrow money. Like, bless his heart. He never panicked, and that was so key. And we're, so what we're married to the same person, and we are the same person. That's awesome. <laughs> so there I was. I'm like, what's next? Interestingly, because the network marketing thing had kind of fallen apart, I had lost a lot of the relationships that I thought were true friends. Cause once I started stop, you know, producing people stopped showing up for me. And Mm -hmm. that's when I was like, wow, there's this big void. You know, there's this big void. I really, I've always been a Christian, but I hadn't been super spiritual up until that point. And I had been finding joy and worth in all the wrong places. And so for the first time, I fully turned to God and decided that I'm, I'm getting my booty back in church every single weekend. I need to start praying. I need to ask God to show me what's next for me and stop trying to figure out my own path. Because it's not working. I want him to show me there are things I'm so gifted at and good at and love to do but I don't know what to do with them. So I just started to fully relinquish control and that was insanely difficult as you know the person that yeah. I am control is everything and it was everything. So to just say I'm here. I am here. I am open. I am yours. I am your vessel. I am gonna fully sacrifice all of the things I think I should do until you tell me I'm here for it. Oh and
0: God. Asking <laughs> for a friend, how long did you have to do that for?
1: It was a year. <laughs> it was a year of, of it was a year of self-transformation, Kelsey. I had to get back in the gym, get back in church, get get back mentally in a place therapy. Um, I had to find some new relationships that were so just life trans, you know, transforming for me, these new friendships that came in and said, you're holding on to all this anger and resentment. You need to go to therapy, work through this, write the letters you need to write, like release. These feelings are going to keep you stuck and angry forever unless you let go of it. So I had a lot of inner work to do. And that took me about a year. But interestingly, as I'm going through this year and I don't know what's next, where's the money coming from? I have no idea. Right. Right. I feel like when I finally just opened up and just said, I'm just going to focus on me for a second. I'm going to just stop worrying about everything. God's got this. He's never let me, you know, go into bankruptcy before. I don't think he's going to let me do that now. I'm here. I trust you. Your provision will be here for me. I, you know, thank you for all your endless provision, just trusting in that. And funny enough, around six months into this whole journey, this person walks in like, Hey Steph, you know, have you ever thought of coaching before? Because you're so good at what you did in network marketing. And I would love to work with you. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, is this person trying to hire me like to coach them in this? space? (laughs) I'm like, that was interesting. Okay. Okay. Like I'm feeling that. And then somebody else, you know, gave me a phone call and he was like, Hey Steph, you were so great at like social media marketing. We'd love to hire you for consulting for our entire organization of like, it was like 20 to 50,000 people on social go in, you put the post in there we'll pay you. It was like three or $4,000 a month. And at the time that was like what I, what we needed for me to not have to, you know, panic at all. It was like, yeah. that's what we just needed. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And that's when I started to feel it. I'm like, when I'm open, that's where the blessings flow in. And I didn't know where it was going, but what that did, Kelsey, is it allowed the finances to be covered for me while it was minimal work. The finances were there. It was a gift from God to get me through the mental stuff that I needed to get through. And then another breakthrough. So every time you guys are going through crap, my company shut down, crap, my network marketing fell apart. And here I am with a newborn and like, I don't, I can't work and what's going to happen. It's not the end. It's the beginning, right? Every dark, hard, gritty moment is the transformation, That is the beginning of of the next journey, the next phase, the breakthrough. And sometimes it takes years. And that's what's so hard for people to to let, you know, let that process happen and to trust it because we want it yesterday. We want the, we don't want to feel uncomfortable. We want we don't want to stay in that dark space because it feels hard and scary. But when we let go of the control and for me, trust in God, I know whether it takes a year or a decade He's got a bigger plan and that's why he shut that one down, right? That is good. I actually like
0: teared up when you just first said that, like it's not the end, it's the beginning because, you know, that's been my year. And it's like first one company shuts down and, you know, one algorithm changes everything. I know I'm not supposed to pivot and like force something else out of it. So I lay it down. I'm like, oh, okay, God. And then <laughs> uh, it over the summer, through the fall, I feel like God has just been like peeling back other layers. Like, I don't know if this is really aligned for you anymore. This worked for a season. And it's really interesting in all of my journaling prior to probably when this all began, when Armageddon happened <laughs> in mm-hmm. April, yeah. um, all of my journaling was like, what got you here won't get you there. Um, yep. I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. You know, just like all kinds of things that I could cling to when the going got has gotten tough. But whoa. I did not know what this like stripping
1: down would feel like. And don't you, sometimes we have to be stripped to the deepest core level so that we can be rebuilt. Yeah. I wouldn't have ever been able to be what I am right now if I hadn't been literally knocked to my knees because I wouldn't understand the woman I'm speaking to because she's been there. She's in it. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't under. I wouldn't have a story. I wouldn't have the character that it built up in me. I wouldn't have the life experience, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't trade any of that hard stuff. I wouldn't say I wish I could go back and never have joined network marketing. And I'm not saying network marketing is bad for those of you that are in network marketing. I think it's a great affiliate. I think just just be careful if that's all your eggs in one basket with anything that you do. Yeah. Just like with Kelsey's situation, right? So don't worry, girlfriend. You're gonna be fine. Here's <laughs> what happened for me at, at the next kind of pivot, pivotal moment, my friend who is just, oh, she's just like a sister from another mister. She's like, girl, you need some coaching. Cause you're all over the place. You don't know what you're going to do. Right. And I'm like, but I don't have any money. Like Brad's going to flip out. If I spend like any money, literally any money right now. And she's like, okay, well you'll figure it out, but you should meet with someone for like an hour, like a business coach. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I had 200 bucks in the PayPal account. Y'all girls know what I'm talking about. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I just met with someone for 45 minutes and this person didn't say anything necessarily breakthrough, but they just turned the mirror back on me and said, look at, look, what do you see here? What do you love about your journey until now? What are the things that just light you up? And I'm like, gosh, you know, public speaking and mentorship and helping women just conquer the fear and realize, oh my gosh, I can make 500 bucks a month for my family. I can do something that I never thought I could do. I can love my life. And until then, the vehicle had been network marketing. And this person's like, well, why don't you just help women do that in whatever vessel they were created to do it in, right? Like what if it's a blogger? What if it's a, you know, someone that has an Etsy shop? What if it's someone that has a brick and mortar? What if it's just a mama that wants to create a mom blog or something? I'm like, well, yes. Like I love all of that. I would love to do that. And they're like, well, just do that. I'm like, oh, can you do that? Where's that class at? Where do I, (laughs) (laughs) what does that mean? And so I didn't know what it meant. So here's where I started, right? I had a newborn on the boob guys. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to blog. And so I started a blog and it's interesting when you just, and of course I prayed over it and I had, you know, this idea of starting this blog. When you start kind of taking action, like messy action, you don't know the hows, you just go, I'll just try this thing. Cause I kind of, I kind of feel it here. I think maybe this is in alignment. Let me try so started this blog. I did that for like four or five months and then started to see, okay, blogging about my mantle is not what really exciting for me, but I really like blogging. I like writing. I like copyright. So what else do I want to talk about? And I'm like, gosh, my genius is really social media marketing. Like I built a top 1% company on Facebook. <laughs> like I can totally teach other people to market using social media. So I started to pivot and went into a YouTube channel. So you kind of like have this natural progression of, okay, I'm here for it. Let me try, tweak, try, tweak. So then I started to do this YouTube channel, right? And I'm like sitting there all professional. And then my kids would run in and throw a diaper at my head. I'm going, okay, YouTube isn't it either, but the content felt so great. So it was this, these little tweaks and these little trial and errors to ultimately bring me to YouTube live, which is what kind of catapulted me into this space of this Christian mompreneur. And also I had to decide that, you know what? I'm not going to do my hair and makeup. I'm I'm done with that. That didn't work for me. I'm not going to act like someone that I'm not because, you know, tried that. I'm just going to show up as me, like take me or leave me. I'm going to have my mom bun. I call it my wingding hair. It's always all over the place in my PJs half the day. And I'm just going to talk about stuff I love. And I'm going to let my kids be wherever they are. Right. If They're here. They're here. And I'm never going to apologize for them because I was tired of seeing these women with their kids in the background and they would apologize all the time. Oh, I'm sorry. My kids are here. I'm like, why are you sorry? Like you have children. Like that's weird to me. I wanted to kind of change that narrative I was tired of seeing them snap at them and yell at them and get out. And they had this hard separation between business and motherhood. And I wanted to break that. So I started showing up on YouTube live and I would teach about, you know, mindset and being a Christian mom and having a business. And I would teach online marketing. And it started with social media marketing. And then it just continued to grow and grow and grow. And the community was growing super quickly. I had a couple of online courses that started to take off and I was loving it. And then I'm like, well, now what? I had this like great community of, I don't know, 5,000 women and they were showing up for me. They were buying for me all the time. They wanted to work with me the same, like, you know, hundred of those 5,000 women. And I'm like, gosh, if those women are just loving this so much, this content, how can I grow and expand and, and touch more women? And how can I expand my message into more of this Christian space? Because I really feel led to empower women in the right way, not hustle more, work more, ignore your kids, but like do what God's calling you to do. You can be this empowered, incredible mother and incredible businesswoman. And so I just started to pray on it. And I I kid you not, I went to bed like after about a week of just praying over this, what's next? Like, how can I kind of break through? How can I break through? What should I do? And it was so hard for me because I like to just act. Let me try this course. Let me try this thing. Let me do this. But I said, you know what? I need to be still. I need to be still. And I woke up from a dream and I literally had, it had been planted in my mind and my heart start a podcast and I just woke up and I said, I'm starting a podcast. I didn't even listen to any podcast yet. (laughs) I I listened to like one casually, like I wasn't a podcast consumer necessarily. I'm like, wow, that was so clear. It was so clear that. I just was like, okay, I'm on it, I'm going, and I know this is going to be a Christian-based business mentorship show, mindset, um, sales, marketing, motherhood, and combining who I am because I know there are so many women exactly like me that are just yearning for the type of coaching and mentorship that only I can give her because I'm literally in her shoes and just started, started up got on the first mic, I had it in a drawer, it was like 20 bucks from Amazon, it was super crackly, sat down and shared my story. And the podcast was born. And that it's almost been a year of that. And since that moment, it's just real, I feel in so crazy alignment with my purpose. The community's exploded, which is phenomenal, because I want to touch as many women as possible. And I've also had these great like aha moments. I actually created a journal. It's my first ever product. I'm like, is this real life? Like I have a product that people can buy. I have many online courses, but to have a product, a physical product, it's called with God, she rises. And it's a morning and evening routine and a life planning system based on your spirituality and pairing that with business and personal goal setting and prayer and gratitude and miracles and all the things. And so I'm like, this is crazy. And all of that was born through just stepping into my purpose and trial and error and messy action, but ultimately at the core of it all, trusting what God wanted me to do next.
2: Today's podcast is sponsored by Denison Ministries. Denison Ministries is a movement creating seven million culture-changing Christians who are committed to carrying out the truths of the gospel to their sphere of influence through a variety of ways, which is why Denison Ministries is excited about what God is doing through today's podcast. One of the cool ways Denison Ministries helps Christians feel closer to God is through their Pardon the Mess podcast, made for those navigating the messiness of parenting. Pardon the Mess seeks to equip parents with trusted biblical guidance, helping them to raise their children with strength and joy in a changing and often challenging culture. With guests like Bob Goff, Jamie Ivey, and Priscilla Shirer, this podcast is for just about everyone. You can sign up for weekly Pardon the Mess blogs, as well as subscribe to the Pardon the Mess podcast at our website, pardonthemess.org. Now back to today's program.
0: I love that you break it down in such a relatable way. Of like, first came the Netflix binging and the crying and the kind of wallowing, which uh, been there. Um, second came the the like, you know what? I'm just gonna start and I'm gonna give myself some time and I'm gonna start this blog and I'm gonna let it evolve and I'm gonna take each next stepping stone and maybe it's like you know, Goldilocks trying the, um, the porridge, like "Mm, too hot Mm, too cold. Like it's not quite right, but then it evolves into ultimately like how fitting and how natural for the YouTube to evolve into the podcast and just allowing yourself and giving yourself the grace to just take the next right step. And I think that's really helpful for our listeners who are in the middle of their, I've been calling this season, like the messy middle, like when you don't really know what's next. My friend, Tiffany Bloom, has a whole episode on her podcast that's like why it gets hard before it gets better, you know? And so when you're in that in-between phase where you just don't know what's next, just taking the next right step in front of you. And if it's not aligned, it'll kind of shake out. And if it is, you keep moving forward. And so <laughs> that's why I'm yeah. at least trying to live out. And I'm really encouraged by your story because by you sharing that, that gives me hope and encouragement to just keep, instead of doing for me, I need to just keep yes. being and waiting. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah, It's the not panicking. And so we do, especially as entrepreneurs, my first nature is I got to fix this problem now, right? I need to make money yesterday. I need to fix this. But sometimes we are in the slow season so we can be in a slow season on purpose. And so we are actually doing ourselves a disservice by doing when our call right now is to be still, And when we are still, and it goes against every grain of who we are, I think as entrepreneurs and as threes and sevens, um, that's when the answer comes. That's when the clarity comes. That's when the idea comes. That's when the person calls you that you never expected to call you with this insane idea or this client or this this opportunity that you're like, well, what? Where (laughs) Where did that blessing flow in from? And you know where it flowed in from. It's because you were letting him take the reins when it's against everything that we think we should do because we're humans. Yeah,
0: man. I could talk to you all day long about this. Did you ever <laughs> have a moment where you rushed it? Like for me, I d- you know, everything shifted for me in April. My life all of a sudden got very still, yeah. very quiet. Thank God I got half of my book advance six days before my Business tanked, and that was just such the kindness of God. Of like, I'm going to cover you, and it did. It covered us right until my husband started his new job, which didn't start until July. And it's just like, wow, God, yeah. you are so kind. Like you provided every single square inch. But in kind of that still space, like, yeah, we, you know, we were able to stretch our finances for the season. I was a little bored. And so I started Mm -hmm. dreaming and doing what I do best and rushing into developing new ideas with friends. Um, Yeah. And I found myself a really good three friend, Kate, and we just started developing this amazing idea. And, you know, three, four months pass by and I get this gut feeling of God saying like, hey, it's a good idea. And you two can do so much together what if it's not like the idea I I have for you right now and I was like no I rushed into this and then I had to backtrack and then I had to hurt a friend's feelings but she was so gracious and did you have any of those like I rushed into decisions because I was scared I have done a few things just being scared lately
1: oh my gosh girl I did everything I told you I'm like I had an Etsy store I had a (laughs) t-shirt shop and actually my one of my friends called me out she's like So, you're like designing t shirts. Why? What are you (laughs) doing? And I'm like, I'm just trying to make some money. She's like, You're trying to make $2 royalty. What are you doing? I'm like, Oh gosh, you're right. And so, yes. And I actually wanted to record an episode on when God says no, because I'm always looking for yes. I'm like, Is this it? Is this it? I'm ready. I'm ready, Freddie. Let's go. And, you know, even recently I've had. I had this great person come on the show. We really drive. They coached me, you know, she's in a seven figure space. And so then she reaches out. I loved working with you. Can, can I offer you this crazy discount on a coaching package? Cause I would just love to work with you. I'm like, well, yeah. Right. And I was pumped and excited and I didn't stop to pray on it. And I got the Thing And I look it over and then I'm like, oh, I have, to, I have to pray on this. I have to pray on this. So I'm just thinking through it and praying over it. And I heard no. And it, there was a scripture and I don't know what it was, like the exact chapter, but it said something like, you know, stick to the call or the mission that I've placed you in. And it was like, stay. That was basically the message stay. And I just kept hearing that, wait. No. And I felt like you, again, really bad because I alluded to, well, yes, this is great. And it so turns out that she wouldn't have been the right person for me. The timing wouldn't have been right. All of these things weren't in alignment. And so it's easy to jump into stuff. So my only word of advice is you won't know unless you try something. And I don't think you can ever try and it was a mistake. But I think you can definitely take a step away from it and look at it objectively and say, is this what God wants me to do or is this what I want to do and is this something I'm feeling like Holy Spirit moment over like I can feel it right you can feel when I had I woke up and I heard you know start a podcast it was like goosebumps all over Holy Spirit moment it was the pull was so undeniable I never questioned where that came from however you know starting a merch Amazon t-shirt store was all me that was all me in a panic moment for the wrong reasons, trying to validate why that was a good idea. And now looking back, I can clearly see the distinction of my own my own road versus God's road. And sometimes we don't know. And so in those situations, try it. See how you feel. And you, I think it's fine. You took a step, you explored it, you moved forward, and then you went, wait, this really isn't in alignment for me right now. And I think the brave thing of what you did do is you stepped away from it and you didn't continue forward. And that takes bravery. And I think that's also really admirable. So sometimes you don't know and you just have to try it and kind of see if that it works itself out ultimately, you know?
0: Yeah, I guess that's the good part of being a seven, like I rarely experience shame. I'm like, well, it didn't work out, whatever. Um, But But it was for me because I was, that's such a close friend. We do so much together business-wise. We just run in tandem. You know, for me, that was a lesson of like, oh man, me not paying attention could have really caused her pain. And that's why it's, you know, if I can't. Learn the lesson enough for myself <laughs> yeah. to listen to God, I certainly don't want to hurt people. So that's enough of an incentive to slow down and listen and pay attention to those little gut feelings that are often Holy Spirit of like, hey, this is good, but maybe not my best, you know? Um, but again, I, I don't regret um, that. And it taught us both something. It pulled little lessons out of both of us where she, you know, even said, Maybe I thought this was, maybe I need to have more confidence in my own business. I think sometimes we try to link arms to -hmm. feel safe enough to move forward in something without just doing it ourselves. I think we were both doing that. And because she kind of came back, she thought about carrying it on without me. And then she came back and she said, you know, this is what I think it was for me. And I was like, okay, I'm really glad I listened. Because if you're echoing the same thing, I was feeling like, wow, okay. Like I was, you know, it wasn't just me. Uh, making a hasty decision that negatively impacts you, like you, uh, and then, you know, but also ultimately being obedient to God, which will be beneficial to both of us. But it, it, it was so nice for her to have that confirmation too. And I just had to step, step up and say it first, which was so uncomfortable. Um, especially <laughs> yeah, when it came always. to disappointing a friend. So, um, That's man, hard. Stephanie, I, I seriously could just talk to you all day long. I love your story of pivoting and evolving and, um, trying things on and seeing if it's a fit. And if it's not, not making it mean something. What do you, one thing I've really enjoyed talking about lately, and I think you can, add, you, you'll have something to add to this conversation. What, how do you not make it mean something? How did you not make it mean something about your identity when, you know, your MLM was no longer making as much money when you're dipping into your son's savings account? When I read that you put that in your bio, I'm like, wow, you are so brave to share that story, but so many people are going to relate just as not everyone's going to talk about it, you know, but that feeling of shame when you dip into that one last thing and you're like, wow, this feels horrible, you know? Um, and I think we were, no one's immune to that type of pain. And so like, how did you not make that mean something about you and your identity? So it did at
1: first when, when I was going through it, I of course didn't want to tell anybody anything. I had all the appearances up on social media and I was hiding behind the facade and the happy pictures. And, and it came to when I decided to do about two years ago and I really stepped into who who I wanted to be. I just decided I'm going to be the most authentic and raw Stephanie that I can be. Like my friends love me on purpose because I have no filter. I'm outrageous. I'm super weird. I am in your face. I am like the loud, bubbly human in the room and I was like tapering that and I had a filter on things that I would say and I'm like, I'm just going to be her. I'm just going to be her and I'm going to say the things I would say to my best friend and if you like it, you like it and if you don't, you don't and I'm extremely open with my friends and I thought, honestly, this isn't even my story, this is God's story and I feel this really ultimate responsibility to be brutally honest because he put me through that on purpose. To talk about it, and I actually ended up—this is an entire another podcast episode. We cannot get into this, <laughs> but I, but I ended up removing my thirteen-year-old breast implants in March because that was no longer part of who I was. And I came out about it. I talked about it. I shared about it. I did a podcast episode on it, and it was the most terrifying thing I have ever spoken about in my entire life publicly. Ever. Wow! Really? Yeah. Doing that, though, it's so liberating. You have no secrets. You are open, and it opens the door for other people to talk about the things that they're afraid of. And when you open up and you you share those things, you do elicit change. You impact someone else's life in some way, shape, or form. There's no way you sharing your heart is not going to help someone else navigate theirs. And so it was my duty to do it. And I just had to kind of put that on as my armor and know that good was going to come from this and it was bigger than me.
0: That is so good and so brave. I actually, side note, have definitely been down a rabbit trail on Instagram of people removing their implants. It's like there's whole accounts dedicated to it and it's so fascinating, but another story for another day. And I'm sure you have your podcast episode that everyone can go listen to it. But I think that speaks to a bigger conversation of like, I love this phrase, I guess, Um, this kind of leader at a college when I worked at a summer camp said, her name was Jess, said she was like, when you when you keep shame in the darkness, you think it'll keep in the dark. You think it'll keep you safe, but it only festers there. And when you let it out into the light, you're free. And so all that fear we have that keeps us keeping, you know, whatever our secrets are, you know, it could be really tempting for me to put a smile on and act like I'm doing great. You know, my multiple six figure business went to a thousand dollars a month. You know, (laughs) it could be really easy to do that, but it's so much more free to just tell the truth and you don't have any secrets at that point. And then a lot of time you, you end up having your people rally for you even more. Did you find that to
1: be the truth? Oh yeah, I was so scared because I'm like, everyone's gonna, you know, backlash on me, and I'm gonna have all these the haterade coming out at me, and I'm afraid. And what are people gonna think of me? They 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 didn't know I had implants at all anyway. Like I never really came out about that in the first place, and so I was so worried. And the funny thing was, I got nothing but love. I I got so many messages of you're so brave. We're cheering for you. We're praying for you. And I got like. Probably a hundred women messaged me that have implants that had questions that wanted to get them out themselves, but they were afraid. And all of the things that I wanted this story to do, it wasn't about, let me step on a platform and make waves because I am anti-controversy. It really makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> me too, girl. <laughs> I'm not an eight. Okay. I'm like, I'm a three. I comfort, I'm like, comfort zone is is always where I'm going to try to stay, but I always push myself. So I was terrified of that. And rallied like crazy, the love, the support. And that gave me the bravery to keep doing that in my life. Right now. I'm like, I'm looking for the hard tissue. Sh- like when I get a hard moment now, I'm like, yes. Like I'm actually excited about it. Cause I know something incredible is coming. A surprise is coming. Something so wonderful that I can't even wrap my mind around is coming. If I'm having a, a hard moment, like we had a hailstorm, and It totaled our RV, $8,000 of damage on my car. Oh, my gosh. Our roof is leaking, right? And I just was like, I never for a minute. Okay, for 30 seconds. I was like, no. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about this. Maybe that happened on purpose, like as simple as a hailstorm. And it ended up where we got the loan completely paid off for our RV, 14 grand in a loan. Goodbye. Oh, my gosh. Fully new roof, upgraded to metal roof, fully covered. Both of our cars were covered in excess. We ended up making tens of thousands of dollars out of this whole situation. And I'm like, see, like there was a reason why we shouldn't worry about the hard. We shouldn't. Why do we get stuck in that? This is so much bigger than us, right? Every moment is on purpose.
0: Oh oh my gosh, I could talk to you all day long. Okay, so one thing (laughs) my mentor always says, and I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll believe it when I see it, but I've seen it enough. Um, and Catherine too, she's been on this podcast a lot, but she always says like, there's an upgrade around the, the corner. Like you can choose that to let, you know, whatever the situation is at hand, what you were just describing, um, any negative, seemingly negative situation. We can like, let it, you know, crush our spirits, be so disappointed down in the dumps. Or we can say, you know what? I'm going to believe in upgrades around the corner. How, it sounds like you've really like bought into that in your life. And I'm, I definitely like, mostly, ha- I mean, I have because I've seen God so provide for me. Um, but, you know, I definitely have my roller coaster days where I'm like, an upgrade's not around the corner. Um, <laughs> we all do. But how do you, how do you stand by that in situations where you're like, oh my God, our RV's totaled, our cars are totaled, all the things, you know, do you feel like that trust just builds with history? Because I think hindsight's twenty twenty. So the more I see every really hard thing Turn out for my good. Ultimately, I believe it enough for the next time. Like, how do you hold on to that?
1: I think it is that I think it is seeing it, but then really seeing it like I'm so I'm looking at my life as an outsider a lot of times. And anytime I feel or see a Holy Spirit miracle moment, I write it down. And then I can go back to that in any moment of insecurity or fear and read that and go, you know what? look at this list of literal miracles that have happened to me over the last you know, six months or whatever, this is what I put my trust in. And so my confidence builds, but with that, it's as my spirituality has also grown. So it's kind of in tandem to, you have to relinquish control. You have to get rid of all the false idols in your life. You have to be open enough to being vulnerable and that's the hardest thing. And then when you do that, right? When you finally let go of all of that, then you are worthy to receive the miracles because you're doing mission work. You're doing whatever you were called to do. And that's when the abundance starts to flow in, the miracles, the blessings, and just take note. You'll feel when you're in alignment because you'll see it. You will physically receive, whether it's, you know, free trips. I had a a free car someone handed me for a year to use. We had the miracles of, of of finances and all of those things started to come through, but not until I got out of the way.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm learning so much from you. I could just talk all day long, but I have a feeling our listeners are going to want to continue learning from you. Where can they keep up with you? Can you tell us about your podcast? What kind of conversations
1: you have going on there? Yes, of course. So I run a show called the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. And it's a Christian-based entrepreneurship podcast. And we talk about mindset, entrepreneurship, sales, marketing. Um, I talk about miracles and blessings and Christianity quite a bit as well. I love it. It's just so much fun. We have an inspiring, amazing guest on the show. So come on over there, the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. And then everything else is at stephaniegass.com, which is my website. I've got free resources, free trainings, webinars. I'm a three, so I have lots of tangible things I can teach you about social media marketing, podcasting, online courses, passive income, and that type of stuff, along with all the fun on the show.
0: Wow. Well, seriously, your honesty and your story was such a gift, not only to our listeners, but to me today. And so thank you for
1: coming on oh and we'll have to be back. Thank you. I'm so grateful I was here. And I think it's always fun to watch divine timing. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> yes
0: yes it is well we'll definitely have to have you back on and thank you so much thank you Kelsey hey don't go yet I would love it if you go over to iTunes right now and leave a review I love hearing your feedback and it really makes a difference in getting the radiant podcast name out there and while you're at it why don't you subscribe and then share this episode on Facebook or Instagram or wherever your social media platform is of choice lastly, I'd love to keep up with each other. Come find me on Instagram at Kels Chapman and let's get to know each other.
2: This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.
0: With the holidays just around the corner, Macy's makes it easy to get your online orders fast with contact-free curbside pickup or pickup inside the store. Need it now? Try Same Day Delivery, powered by DoorDash, available in select locations. Plus, shop early and late with extended store hours right up to the last minute. And don't forget, if you're getting your purchases delivered by mail, make sure you place your order by December 18th on Macy's.com. Some exclusions apply. Pickup and Same Day Delivery, valid for most in-stock items at select stores only. Cozy up for the holidays with 60% off everything at Banana Republic Factory, including soft sweaters, comfy pajamas, must-have gifts, and more from $9.99. Find your nearest store now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Get 50 through 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Plus, shop new doorbusters for the family, including outerwear, jeans, and our Gap logo crewneck
2: sweatshirt. Find it all at Gap Factory or GapFactory.com through December 14th.